Hi, it's December 3rd, 2022. Dwyer, gamblersadvisory.com, a free site. Bettingangle.us, a free site. Let's talk 168 pounds. Let's talk Caleb Plant against David Benavides. But first, remember, the opinion you should follow should be your own. Just consider this video to be a second opinion from a complete stranger online. Now, if you, like me, remember when fighters used to stick and move, when movement was a big part of the sport, when dancing mattered, when foot speed mattered, when it wasn't just about foot speed to get away from an assault, but when it was about using foot speed and movement to set up punches, well, then you're going to be a fan of Caleb Plant. He's one of the premier movers in the sport. Few can dance like him. Understand, too, he can go left, he can go right. His dancing is creative, right? He's out maneuvering an opponent. I'm one of those who believe that his fight against Canelo hung in the balance until the very end of the fight. And at the time, Canelo was widely viewed as arguably the best, certainly on the short list of the best pound for pound in the sport. Also, Caleb Plant has an explosive left hook if you're looking at the best knockouts of 2022. Do yourself a favor and consider Caleb Plant's KO of Anthony Durrell. Right? Caleb Plant comes in, he has his head tucked, he enters the pocket against a heavy-handed, very savvy former champion, Anthony Durrell. And he has his head tucked in such a way where he can't be hit by Durrell's left hand. And then he throws a left hook. It's one of boxing's better left hooks to Durrell's body. And then he comes up with the left hook. It's a double left hook. He comes up with the left hook up, to, up top. And Durrell is out before he hits the canvas. Right? It's clinical. But, and this video is a big but. Caleb Plant's right hand, in my opinion, and we all have critics, I'm a critic of Plant's right hand, is either injured or it's underdeveloped. Right? The knock out of Anthony Durrell as a double left hook. You knew going into the fight, if you've watched Plant for a few fights, that the likelihood of Plant winning because of his left was far greater than any idea of him winning because of a right hand. His right hand, to me, is what I call a placeholder, right? It's there hanging from his shoulder. But a skilled opponent a technician 
could structure the match so that he defends against Plant's left hook. Right? Plant can move as well as he wants. Sooner or later, he's going to have to come in the pocket to throw that left hook. A technician could take away Plant's left hook and take his chances with Plant's right hand, which I don't think has enough power on it to knock you down. Now, as interesting, and he's one of the most interesting fighters in all of boxing, as interesting as Caleb Plant is, in my opinion, the far more interesting fighter in this fight, the guy who I view as the top shelf at 168 pounds, is his opponent, David Benavides. Now, Benavides has a Wilt Chamberlain problem. Right? No one roots for Goliath. No one roots for 6-1 at 168 pounds. Benavides is a big man. The public wants to think that Benavides is getting by on size. Right? Just like we want to believe that Wilt Chamberlain got by on size during an era of few big men. Right? Well, let me point out, if you ever sit down and watch a prolonged tape of Wilt Chamberlain, you'll realize that he actually was a finesse basketball player. Didn't rely that much on power. And you'll end that viewing asking yourself whether there was any center in NBA history who was better. For those who are curious, I have a tape of Wilt Chamberlain right now on gamblersadvisory.com. Right? In my life, Jordan's the best basketball player I've seen. Let's just say, and I, I understand, Jabbar could shoot that sky hook with either hand. Jabbar certainly as highly rated as he is underrated. But Chamberlain's the best athlete I've seen at the position. Well, let's talk about David Benavides. Benavides is not who you think, right? He has a presence. He comes across as a tough guy, right? A guy who has a menacing glow about him, right? You think he's just a local bouncer type guy, right? The guy who gets in fights and who can beat you in a street fight and who believes in his abilities in the ring. That's not who he is at all, right? You know, it's shocking. Some of the premier technicians in boxing's history, right? Jack Johnson, who is really a defensive fighter, right? Sonny Liston, I'm not sure if I've seen the heavyweight who's better in the pocket, right? George Foreman who, you know, Ali coined the phrase rope-a-dope in reference to George Foreman. Foreman's one of the smartest heavyweights I've come across. 
Well, Benavides has that kind of image problem. Right? Benavides is actually a high-level technician. Folks, he's defensively blessed. Right? I know it looks like he's standing upright and stuff like that. Understand, he fought David Lemieux recently. You wouldn't even have known that Lemieux was an offensively blessed knockout puncher. You never saw the Lemieux left hook in that fight. Right? Benavides has that punch blocked to the point where it's a non-factor in the fight. Right? Understand, this is the same left hook that Lemieux used to destroy fighters like Gabriel Zotto. Right? Benavides, in the pocket, has few pairs in boxing. Right? This guy is on my private list of the top 10 in the sport pound for pound. You hear this guy talk and you start to realize that he not only has sparred with Gilberto Ramirez, but he has sparred with Dimitri Bevo, right? And both of those guys now are at 175. This is a guy who was the youngest super middleweight champion in history. Folks, he's a two-time champion. Let's talk about the elephant in the room. Because he lost the title once because he tested positive for cocaine. Right? It's hard to imagine a worse drug. A more highly addictive drug for a fighter to use. Right? David Benavides once failed a drug test for cocaine. Now, it's only in boxing that a guy who is unbeaten as I make this video, who's a two-time champion, understand, he has the belt, loses the title, right, due to the rules of boxing, right? I'm not saying he should have kept the title after a positive cocaine test. But what I am saying is, make a note of the fact that he regained the title. If we're talking about fighting, here's the million-dollar question for this fight. If David Lemieux couldn't land his left hook, a meaningful left hook, on David Benavides, and understand how efficient Benavides was, Lemieux gets knocked out early. Lemieux's corner throws in the towel. That fight doesn't go three rounds. Why are we to believe that Caleb Plant is going to land his left hook on David Benavides? Right? Benavides is going to take away Caleb Plant's left. Let's also recap the Canelo fight. Canelo could not handle, could not handle Caleb Plant's movement. Right now, that's my version of the fight. I know the press has another. Okay, great. You have your own version and do your own research. But understand, because, and again, this is my view of history, because Caleb Plant doesn't have a developed right hand, he has to rely on his legs a bit too much, and he gets tired in the later rounds of fights. 
So once his legs start to tire and he has to actually stand around the pocket, a pocket master like Canelo, a puncher like Canelo, can get close enough to hurt him. Where Plant really loses the Canelo fight is in the spacing. Plant is up against the ropes, and he's bent over in such a way where his left hand was taken out of the equation. Canelo then smartly comes in and starts throwing his power shots. Right, left, hook, straight, right, and had Plant defenseless. Well, let me just say, I believe Plant is going to tire against Benavides. As much as he dances, he's not going to be able to land a meaningful left hook. I believe eventually he's going to slow down. I believe Benavides, who's very good at following fighters, is going to give him nowhere to go. Once the ring collapses into a pocket, once Caleb Plant can't avoid the pocket, he's going to get systematically taken out by Benavides because two good hands beat one. Because if you take away the movement, Benavides is the far superior defensive fighter. Canelo is avoiding Benavides. Canelo has issued statements. Now keep in mind, Benavides, unbeaten as I make this video, has held the title twice. Twice. Canelo, who... Which shouldn't be an issue, because Canelo has fought at 175. Has said that, has questioned who Benavides has beaten. Right? Folks, that's a preposterous claim. He beat Gavril. He's beaten Lemieux. He hasn't just gotten the title once. He's had the title multiple times. He's unbeaten. Why wouldn't Canelo want to fight Benavides? And the answer is simple. It's not because Benavides has Latino heritage, right? That's not it. It's because Benavides poses a real threat to Canelo's reign at 168. I think as highly regarded, as I view Caleb Plant, I think Plant is over his head against this opponent. I view Benavides, not Canelo, and don't get me wrong, we all know Canelo's a Hall of Famer. I don't mean to diminish Canelo in any way, shape, or form. Canelo is a great fighter, right? Let's have that be firmly understood in this video. Right? And I understand, too, and I'm sure Benavides understands this. If he enters the ring against Canelo, Canelo, who's a little bit shorter than 5'9", is going to be the fan favorite. Canelo is likely to be the betting favorite. Right? People love Canelo. He is the fighter bringing the crowd to any matchup against David Benavides. Right? As I said before, no one roots for Goliath. You have a Wilt Chamberlain situation here. 
people will look at the 6-1 and will think that Benavides is getting by on size, not skill. Right? Well, just like anyone who looks at the film has figured out that Will Chamberlain might be the greatest of all time in the sport, I'm just telling you, Benavides is one of the best in his sport. I'm expecting him to beat Caleb Plant. I'll be surprised if Plant goes 12 rounds. I'm expecting a stoppage, right? Benavides in his mid-20s is a craftsman. Understand, he first got the title, think about this, in 2017. Right? This guy's one of those open secrets in boxing. He's still unbeaten. He's been an elite fighter for years. Understand, there's certain boxing insiders, Abel Sanchez, Golovkin's former trainer, who openly says that he would pick Benavides over Canelo. Right? Understand. If you look at the groups that have backed Benavides throughout his career, you're going to find that they are some of the biggest groups in boxing. Right? Samson Letskowitz, Bob Arum, right? Premier boxing champions. This is a big-time fighter whose game is much bigger than the public realizes. Right? Benavides, folks, is not a load-up, one-punch-at-a-time slugger. He's a combination puncher. He can open up against even a slugger like David Lemieux because this guy's actually a tactician. He's a technician. Just like Will Chamberlain had a turnaround jumper that's at least as good as Michael Jordan's. Right? Wilk figured out how to leverage his height. Benavides has figured out sequencing. As you look at the David Lemieux film in researching this fight against Plant, notice how Benavides doesn't even have his hands up at times, and he's throwing uppercuts. Punches you throw when you're certain the other guy's not going to counter you with a left hook and understand, Lemieux had a concussive left hook. So count me among those backing Benavides against Caleb Plant, right? The Anthony Durrell-Caleb Plant fight, and I congratulate Plant on a spectacular knockout. But that fight was a lot closer than the public believes. Right? That's a knockout cause causes amnesia fight. If you look at the fight before then, I'm not saying Durrell was dominating. I'm not saying that at all. All I'm saying is that Canelo plant fight was highly competitive. Right? If you have the same fight flow here, understand that plant will have problems with Benavides. Both men, of course, beat Anthony Durrell. Just to understand that Plant's victory over Durrell was more of the double left hook closest to show variety than was the systematic dismantling of Durrell. 
that you had by David Benavides. Right? So if you ask me, who's the best at 168 pounds? Right? And we've just had, you know, Canelo fight several champs and unify the title and stuff like that. My answer would be David Benavides. I think Benavides is going to prove that to you when he fights Caleb Plant. The hedge I like is Benavides. Well, put it this way. I'm expecting Benavides to win by stoppage. That's the main bet. Right? Benavides by stoppage. I'll hedge the play with the over. The only chance, in my opinion, and he's coming off a dramatic KO win, the only chance Caleb Plant has against Benavides is to stick and move and to win a decision. Right? You're covered for that. You're covered if Benavides wins a decision. If you hedge Benavides by KO with the over. Right? The over gives you both parties by decision. I don't expect it to go the distance. Right? So to get leverage, the base bet is Benavides by stoppage. That's how I see it. Let me hear from you. I hope you leave your comments in the comment section of this YouTube video. Don't be confused by Benavides's bravado, his sneer, right? He has a presence, right? You need to consider that like you consider Jack Johnson smiling at an opponent, right? Benavides, when things go his way in a fight, he starts smiling at the opponent. That's a Jack Johnson move. Understand, when it comes to technicians, both Johnson and Benavides are really among the most technical fighters the sport has seen. Benavides is extremely technical, right? I believe you're going to notice Caleb Plant's left hook about as much as you noticed David Lemieux's left hook in that short fight. Hardly at all. Benavides is the kind of guy who can just take away your best punch. That's how I see it. Let me hear from you. I look forward to your comments in the comment section of this YouTube video. Thanks for stopping by.